gang, this is John Syatt. Well, several years ago, I was at a Whole Foods and I was uh, grabbing lunch. As I often do at Whole Foods, I'll grab the lunch and go eat in the dining hall that they have. And I was walking into the dining hall and I passed this gentleman who looked like he was probably in his early 70s. And he was sitting there all by himself at a four-person table, taking up the entire table. He had a bunch of books laid out. And I glanced over and it looked like it was you know, some sort of, uh, of artwork that he was uh, looking at in these books. And I sat down and I kept thinking about the books and him sitting there taking up an entire table all to himself when it was a busy lunchtime. And uh, I'd look up once in a while and we'd make eye contact. And I got to a point where my curiosity got the better of me. So I, I got up and I went over and I introduced myself to him. And uh, I asked him, I said, what are you doing here? And he said, well, I'm studying. And I, I chuckled and I said, well, never too uh, late to learn, right? And he laughed and he said, yeah. I said, well, what are you studying? He said, well, it's, uh, it's Japanese art. I said, well, that's cool. I said, how did you happen to determine to you know, study Japanese art? What's that all about? He said, well, I actually have a PhD in it. And I just, you know, I love it. And, you know, there's always something to learn. And uh, so that's what I'm doing. I said, well, that's really cool. Uh, I, I said, are you doing it on your own? Or are you taking the class? And he said, yeah, I'm actually taking the class. He said, uh, I, I used to teach uh, up at the University of Utah, uh, you know, Professor Emeritus now, and um, he said, I, um, I'm just uh, auditing a class. And I said, well, that's really cool. I said, you know, I, I apologize, but I always like to ask, you know, questions of uh, people in, in older generations than mine, uh, if they served in, uh, in the military. I said, did you happen to serve in the military? He said, yeah, I served in the army. I said, well, thank you so much for your service. He said, you're welcome. I said, well, obviously you're not, uh, old enough to have served in World War II. I said, but did you maybe serve in Korea or Vietnam? And he said, yeah, I served in the war. And I said, well, normally when somebody says they served in the war, they mean World War II. And I said, you're not old enough to have done that. I said, so uh, Korea? He said, no, I served in the war. I said, what? I said, you're not old enough. He said, no, I just turned a buck. I said, you turned 100. He said, yeah, I turned 100 two months ago. I said, you're kidding me. He said, no. I said, well, you don't look at it at all. I said, yeah, I thought you were in your early 70s. He said, well, thank you. I said, well, what what did you do in World War II? He said, well, I, I was in the Pacific Theater. He said, uh, because of my expertise and my education on Japanese art specifically, he said, I was tapped by the federal government and specifically by uh, General Douglas, MacArthur, Douglas MacArthur to uh, be his right-hand man when... Uh, Japan surrendered, I was to go in and protect the, the artwork uh, and preserve it uh, during the transition, uh, much like the, uh, the, uh, the men did in the European theater, uh, you know, called the Monuments Men. He said, so I guess I was a Monuments, a monuments Man, but in, uh, in Japan. He said, I was also the translator for uh, General MacArthur. I said, man, that is so cool. I said, I, I feel like I am, I'm literally, I'm standing here uh, you know, living uh, history, and, and this is such a cool experience. Thank you. And he, I guess the fact that I had taken interest in him uh, led him to this next uh, uh, question and this, this offer that he made me. He said, uh, have you ever been to Japan? And I said, no. He said, would you like to go? I said, well, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm leading an expedition this fall to, uh, to Japan, and I would love to have you come with me to uh, to, to tour and just do the things that, that we do. And I said, you're kidding. And he said, no. I said, well, let's exchange information. I would love to do that. So we exchanged information. Now that was in April of the year 
midsummer, I received a text and uh, he was not feeling well and had to cancel the tour. Unfortunately, a year later, uh, he passed away at the age of 101. Now, his le- name was Lennox Tierney, and, and Lennox was recognized by the Japanese government many years later, I think in uh, 2007, and received the highest award that any foreigner could receive from the Japanese government. He received it for the work that he did. Now, you might say, well, John, what does that have to do with real estate? It has nothing to do with real estate and has everything to do with real estate. Gang, we're in a transitioning market, a market that has transitioned so quickly. I mean, it, like it was going 100 miles an hour and then the brakes were put on overnight. And, um, you know, things are different. And I see a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress out there. And I see a lot of people who are not focusing on what they should be focusing on. So there are a couple of axioms, you know, like truths or like just foundational or fundamental points that I want you to remember when it comes to real estate. The first one is this. I just want you to just listen to this statement. Real estate is and has always been about people first, not houses. I want you to get that. Real estate is and has always been about people first and not houses. So my question for you is, are you focused on the KPIs, the key performance indicators, you know, the average day on market and the, uh, the interest rates and average prices and all of these things, right, that really have ultimately nothing to do with real estate in terms of what you should be doing on a daily basis? You know, are you focused on the negative press and all the panic that's going on and you yourself getting panicked because, oh my gosh, the, the market changed? Or are you paying attention to that axiom that real estate is not about houses, it's about people? And the reason I shared that story with you about Lennox tyranny is because of this, this point that it's about people. Life is about people. No matter what you do, if you focus on people and you make people your focus, good things will come. So two things that I always try to do on a daily basis is live by these two standards. Number one, I really want to know. I really want to know when I'm talking to people, when I see people, I really want to know more about them. I want to know who they are, what they do, what their challenges are, what their wishes are, what their wants are, what their hopes are, what their fears are. I really want to know because I'm a, because I come across as curious and really want to know, people tend to open up and great opportunities happen, like getting invited to go to Japan with a man who was living history. The second thing is this, one of my standards is, one of my axioms is, I am more curious and less judgmental. You know, and I'm not perfect at this, because remember, I walked by him, Lennox Tierney, and I saw him taking up a four-person table, and I thought, well, who does he think he is taking up the entire table when this is busy lunchtime? And fortunately, my curiosity, you know, overcame my, my judgment of him, right? So I ended up, as a result of that, I had an opportunity to go to Japan with this guy. I just want you to remember this, that if you're looking to do a lot of real estate, regardless of what the market's doing, let me emphasize, regardless of what the market is doing, then pay attention to the people, really want to know, ask a lot of questions. Put yourself in situations where you're at the door, you're on the phone, and you really want to know, and that you're being more curious and less judgmental. In other words, you're making real estate about the people and not about the houses. So look, on a daily basis, be that laser that's focused, not that incandescent light that's diffused. Lasers are much more powerful than an incandescent light bulb. A laser can cut through steel. You can never get a light bulb to cut through steel. Lasers are so much more useful when you're trying to get amazing things done. So focus. Who are you going to call? 
Where are you going to call them? You know, or how are you going to reach out to them? Doors or phone? And when are you going to do that? In other words, have a schedule. What's your intention on, the, on a daily basis? What's your focus? Do you have a schedule? And are you clear about who you're going to call and how you're going to reach out to them, whether it's the doors or the phone? Because remember, gang, real estate is and has always been about people first, not about houses. Give these things some thought, and as usual, I'll see you at the top.